Dr. Steve Tranzo. Today's episode is special. The topic is your experience at ASU and what advice you will give to a first-year student. My co-host today is Ms. Vanessa Agnagbo. Hey y'all. Our guest joining us today is a two-time graduate, Ms. Natalie Knox, class of 1996. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. Such an honor to be back here. Let's get to know our guest. Could you give us a little background information on your journey to ASU? Oh, wow. So I graduated high school in 19, yeah, that year. <laughs> and um, Albany State was not my first choice. My first choice was Morris Brown College, and that's where I was accepted and had received all the paraphernalia to attend from my family members. And my mom said to me, uh, I, you know, you can go. I have no problem with you going, but you will be you would not be able to stay on campus. You would have to drive back and forth. And I was like, there's no fun in going to college and you gotta <laughs> stay at home and go back and forth. So back then, dating myself again, we had these large books that had all the names of schools and where they were located. And so I just happened to open up the book. There was Albany State. It was only two and a half hours away, a public institution. and so. Here I am. That's how I came to Albany State. All right. So let me tell you all about my experience with Natalie when I first met her. Oh. We went on the ASU FAMU game trip to Tallahassee. So um, I decided to hang with Natalie because I knew no one because <laughs> I'm new to the institution. Uh, as we walked the campus, Natalie knew everyone from oh, both sides, <laughs> from ASU and FAMU. Natalie knew everyone. <laughs> uh, so once we made it to the stands, we were sitting in the stands and people were coming through speaking to her. And another ASU alum made a statement. She was like, Natalie Knox in her royal court. <laughs> and it made so much sense. It made so much sense in that moment. And it's great to have you on the show. Thank you again. Okay, Ms. Knox. So who was your most helpful mentor or leader during your first year at ASU? I wouldn't say I was, I had that mentor freshman year. I would say my real mentorship came when I was accepted to what is now business administration program. It's changed so much. And that was... Dr. Cynthia Bennett, and she is a retiree of the College of Business. I, I think I was really lost when I first came to college. I would just say that I consider myself now that I know it is first generation. Mm -hmm. um, did not know what that term was because we were not using that term that much back then. <laughs> and so I was a first generation. So I didn't really have a whole lot of guidance. It was, I had to go to school because that's what you did. You graduated, mm -hmm. you went to college. And so was kind of lost, got into the band, had some great times in the band, and did four years or so in the band. But yeah, my mentor came when I got into my program, Dr. Bennett, and she really, really took me under her wing. She's from Alabama. She's a Alabama State University, so she's the other ASU <laughs> a graduate, and we would talk. She was very transparent with her experiences as well, mm -hmm. being first year, because she was the first out of her family to go to college, and she earned her PhD. 
So she was very helpful sharing her ideas, her thoughts and, and mm-hmm. processes with me. And uh, so I would consider her my first and my real only mentor at, at Albany State at that time. So outside of your mentor, what resource was surprisingly helpful for, t- for you since you said that you were lost when you first got here? Well, I think I don't think I really reached out. Oh, I take that back. The writing lab. We had something back then called the Regents Test. And if you failed that Regents Test, you had to go <laughs> back and go back and take it. And you couldn't go further. It was kind of like uh, back then we had developmental studies because that's how a lot of us were access institutions. Mm-hmm. That's how a lot of students were able to come off the college if we didn't have the SAT scores or didn't have the grades. So you took the developmental studies test and you got in. And then when you got in school, then there was another test, the Regents Test. So Miss Coleman in the writing lab, and I cannot think of her first name right now, but she was very helpful with me because I, I did struggle academically. I was not that very sound student. I think I had been broken down by the time I, I came off to college because I went to a predominantly white high school. And if you were not the top 10%, like you had to be the top black athlete, the top yeah. academically sound student, you were really just washed away. And my parents, because of their generation, they were more focused on going to work. They had their government mm-hmm. jobs. They were excited because, you know, they were able to break some barriers and do some things. So I was kind of left alone during my high school. And, and then, like I said, my freshman freshman and sophomore year. But Ms. Dury Coleman, that's her name, helped me a whole lot with my writing. I had to go to the writing lab a whole lot because I had to take that test more than one time. But, so, <laughs> but she was she was very helpful. But I would say now, one of the things that I like about Albany State and some of the things that I tell my own college students, so that's the part that Dr. Transo did not tell you guys, that my daughter, she graduated from in May from high school and Albany State mm-hmm. with her associates where she did the dual enrollment program and she's now at FAMU. And one of the things I I have been pounding her, pounding her, make sure you take advantage of the resource. So the so the first resource I would tell all students to take take advantage of is the counseling center. That's right. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's so many things pulling at us and we're not parents sometimes we don't see it because we're so close to our kids we don't really see what they are going to but it is a huge world out there with the social media Mm -hmm. the the thought process of trying to fit in what my look should be like thicker than the other girls my hair short do i wear my Mm -hmm. hair do i wear my sewings i wear my natural hair i mean all these things are pulling so i would say the first thing would be mental health making sure that they connect with the counseling center and i wish i would have done that because i probably would have found out some things earlier about myself i to be honest i didn't start counseling until last year and i am oh i can't tell y'all my age (laughs) (laughs) but i i i I did not do counseling until (laughs) last year um my daughter had um during covid she talked about mom this is different for me being the separation design during covid and so she wanted to start counseling and so she did and then I did some and I found a lot of out about myself and I like I said I would encourage all students like right now bombard the counseling center mm-hmm. <laughs> what did you enjoy most about ASU outside of the parties <laughs> really great parties um I would say the friendships 
Mm-hmm. Like you really gain true friendships in college. And you don't have to, I think, I think you learn how to appreciate the friend groups that you have. Because you have friend groups. It's not mm-hmm. everybody's not gonna be like right here at your left and your right side. Mm-hmm. I have some girls, we call ourselves the dog pound. We've been friends from college. We actually lived in the same apartment complexes together. We all graduated from Albany State. One graduated, one's from Augusta, Lincolnton, Georgia. One is from Bainbridge, Georgia, and we are still friends to this day. Mm -hmm. And then my other friends I met, and we're still connected, during the band. We were in the band together. So when you say you were in the band, like what did you do in the band? Ooh, I was a passionate. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I was a passionate. I was on the dance line. So I started out, I don't know if we still have, I started out being a banner girl. Because mm-hmm. like I said, I just had to find something to do. That was my freshman year. I was just walking. I don't think we have the square. Do we have the square still? I'm not sure. I don't think we have the square. So anyway, the band used to practice in what was Holly Hall. You know uh-huh. what a big, um, a past to cherish, future to fulfill the chimney is. Right. So there, there was. Yeah, I remember there was a, there was Holly Hall. Holly Hall. So that was the fine arts. And so that's what we used to practice. And I was staying in Wiley home and I just used to walk past the square and I saw some young ladies and I don't know if they approached me or I approached them. And it's like, we need somebody to carry the banner for the band. Oh, okay. I don't have anything else because I'm. Ta- I just. I was not focused. I really didn't have an agenda, mm-hmm. and so I got started with that. So I did that for one year, and then the second year is, is when I tried out, and I was on the dance line. So I did that, and I'm gonna say so. Those young ladies, um, I'm looking forward to seeing them this week. Matter of fact, everybody's talking about coming back home for homecoming. <laughs> so, what did you like least about your experience? I wouldn't say it was something that I liked least about my experience. I think I disliked the fact that I was not in tune with all all the resources that were available Mm -hmm. for me and I was not as focused. So if I could go back to my college days, I would and just kind of relive and retrack. Right. Yeah, because there's just so much out there now, I would say. Also about student loans, you know, making mm-hmm. sure that there's so many scholarships out here now, right. you know, to apply for it. So you don't have to get into that, to that debt. And probably seeking out a mentor earlier mm-hmm. instead of right when I got into my program, seeking out somebody earlier for, for assistance to help me. Okay, so what do you know now that you wish you knew during your time at ASU? The richness of the culture of HBCUs. Mm-hmm. what we provide, what HBCUs really provide for students. I don't think there is nowhere else that you can get the love, the fellowship, the people coming to talk to you old that have graduated. Right. My daughter's at, I say this, you know, um, she's at FAM and one of her, uh, her roommate got sick and she was in class. And when the roommate got sick, they had to take her to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Well, Zion and the other friend was like, well, we gotta go, we gotta go see about it. So she called their teacher at the school and told them what happened. And the teacher was like, oh, okay, okay. They called another teacher who was a part of their learning community. She was mm-hmm. like, what are y'all getting ready to do? She said, we gotta go to the hospital, such and such is sick. And the teacher was like, oh, cancel that Uber, I'm on my way. You don't get that at, I don't think all colleges Right. Provided like a HBCU. It's like 
we're your mamas or mm-hmm. your daddies away from home. We're your aunties. And, right. And we feel like that because I remember working there. So that's another part of my journey here. I started working at Albany State right mm-hmm. when I graduated. And I felt like an auntie. <laughs> because people would call and say, well, I, I can't get in, so-and-so, so-and-so. And I would have to tell them, okay, you got to get your transcript, you got to get your SAT scores, mm-hmm. you know. And so it was that kind of feeling that, that I just think that that the HBCU provides for, for our kids. Right. Mm-hmm. So you hit on it uh, about the friendships and being involved on campus. So how important do you think it is to find community on campus? Oh, it's very important. Because one thing about life is not about just you. And you know, when you graduate, I think that's a part of the mission statement of Wildwood State is that we are ready to give back into the community. And I know I'm this I'm translating my words a little differently, but it's about being a community citizen. And so community is everything, you know, giving back, whether it is giving back of your money or giving back of your time, how do you continue to foster that? about giving back to others and helping others. Mm-hmm. Okay, so during your time at ASU, how much time do you spend studying? Oh, I would say at least an hour or so a day. It wasn't as much as I should have. I, I wish I could say the three to four hours a day. But yeah, we're about an hour and a half, two hours or so reading and trying mm-hmm. to get myself together. But I think I spent more time in the writing lab because I was just a poor writer. Right. And so I probably spent about Outside of studying probably about two hours or so in the writing lab trying to get my, my writings up. So can you tell the students the value of studying, having time to study? Well, you know, it's not so much time to study. Study management, time management is right. key. Because as I look at it, you know, we're trying to develop you to be citizens for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So how do you balance it all? And right. one thing we don't talk about a lot is making sure that we eat well. Mm-hmm. Self-care. Um, self-care. Because I was just reading something. I love Instagram, right? <laughs> and so Instagram had this, there was a doctor on there, and she was talking about um, what increases anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everything is about what you eat. And the one thing that she said, breads and pasta, mm-hmm. rice, you know, because they turn into sugars, which make your mood go up and make your moods go down. So I would say making sure that we figure out that that eight hour schedule right because that's all you need to do eight hours a day figure that out with eating right going to class studying mm-hmm. having some free time to yourself so st- uh, time management is key for kids yes, for everybody. It, it, time, time it really is so what motivated you to keep going i didn't have a choice <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i really just didn't have a choice my parents were of that era you graduate high school and you go to college. Right. It, so that's why I said I didn't have a real focus per se that I really sat down and thought about what is it? Everything just kind of fell through. Like graduating from high school, you just go to work. Nobody talked about now. Let's talk about being your own business owner. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody talked about how do you manage your money? How can you become a millionaire right. before you turn 40? Mm-hmm. You know, so. Yeah, that was my motivation. I really didn't have a motivation. I just had to go to work. I just had to go to school, had to finish, and had to work. <laughs> How did ASU prepare you for who you are today and also for your career? I would say my biggest preparation came 
when I, of course, working at, coming from the College of Business, you know, you have to take marketing, accounting classes, which mm-hmm. I didn't do well in, but we kept pushing. <laughs> I would say the business side of it, learning how to prepare yourself to go for work. Because mm-hmm. at that time, we were very still, we were still old school, suits and ties and stockings, right. and going into the office. And I would say, when I started working at Albany State, I got to see the other side of it. I got to see the customer service. I, I realized I really do love helping people. Mm-hmm. I really do love helping people reach their goals and see their dreams come to fruition. When Albany State gave me the opportunity to work as an admissions council recruiter, that then led me to other positions on the campus where I was working with um, as the off-campus program coordinator with the international students. Mm-hmm. I did a little bit with the off of the, when we talk about off-campus and non-traditional student population. Right. So it prepared me in that way that I got to see that that's who I really am. I'm a helper. Mm-hmm. I, I want to help to make sure that your dreams come true. Nice. <laughs> All right, so I have a million dollar question for you. What does Ramley means to you? Oh, man. You know, we have this saying when some of my friends are on Facebook and uh, if we're in the airport or you're um, in Atlanta or you could be in California. Matter of fact, I was in Virginia and we always just talk about there's always a ram in the bush. (laughs) Right. So I'm in the Virginia airport and coming back to Albany and I look and I said, that's quantum. She was my advisor. <laughs> um, I'm passionate. So when I was a passionate, uh, she worked with us. And I was like, that's, that's my that's my Ramley. So that's what it means. It's like wherever you go, there's always an ASU Ram there. And it's mm-hmm. always somebody with a smiling face. And you know, now with social media, we're able to connect more with each right. other and stay in contact. We realize again, just dropping this now. A lot of our, some of the people that I graduated with or knew at Albany State also had connections at other HBCUs and mm-hmm. you're seeing that. I mean, we're all over. You know, Albany State is everywhere. It is. <laughs> when I say it is. everywhere, we are everywhere. That's what rambling means. And just being able to pick up the phone, you don't have to talk to everybody every day. We ain't got to be on social media following each other. But when I need you, I need you. Right. And that's what rambling is all about. And Natalie is connected to all the Rams out there. You know? <laughs> and everyone that attended the HBCU, she's connected to them. So as we wrap up the show, in two seconds, give a first-year student the best advice you can give them. Okay. Um, the best advice I can give you is, number one, find out what your passion is early and start mapping your dreams out. Have some goals set. They have something called short-term goals and long-term goals. Find a mentor. But number one, make sure you get connected to somebody in counseling. Have that person that you can talk to on a weekly, bi-weekly, monthly basis, because that's going to be key. Oh, and lastly, time management. Mm-hmm. Yeah, time management, time management. <laughs> Remember, students, you are not the first to experience what you think is the end of the world. Start building your success team once you arrive on campus so that you will have the support you need to help navigate those challenges you may face. Thank you for listening to this episode of your experience at ASU and what advice you would give to a first-year student. 
Again, thank you, Natalie, for joining us today and sharing your ASU journey. Well, thank you for having me. future Ramley episodes. If there's a topic that you would like us to cover, please message us on social media, Instagram at ASU underscore Ramley 101, Twitter at Ramley 101, or you can send us an email to university college at asurams.edu. Thank you for tuning in. 101 is produced and edited in the studios of WASU. The music is provided by the Albany State University Marching Rams Show Band. I am Felicity Felder. Thank you for listening. Looking to start a podcast? Anchor is a free app that helps users create, edit, and publish their podcasts free of charge. Yes, it's free. You can also make money with Anchor by collecting listener contributions or adding advertisements into your episodes. So head over and download the Anchor app so that you can start creating content for your people to view.